Hi friend and welcome to the Temple Care Podcast. This is a place where we take a faith-based approach to mental and physical health. I am your host, Erica Pizzo. This week I was listening to a teaching by a pastor, David Bleese, and he described how we are a generation that is afraid of silence. And I this really struck a chord with me. I thought this is so true. He was saying that When we get up, we start scrolling on our phone, and when we're getting ready, we play music or listen to a podcast in the bathroom. When we drive to work, we play something on the way there. In our lunch break or when we go for a walk, we are listening to something, and at night we sit down and we veg out in front of the TV for two hours. And I was just thinking about how all of these things, you know, us avoiding silence, us always having something playing, something on, These are all sources of input into our lives. And I was thinking about the concept of input and what we put into our souls and how important that is. I had someone once tell me recently, all you do is listen to Christian music and and read Christian books. You know, you've changed. And you know what? They were right. I have changed. You know, my input has changed in in a weird way. I can't even imagine going back to how I was before. So there's a couple things at play here. One is the idea that we need to actively change our input even if we don't think it's necessary or we don't want to. And the second thing is the closer we get to Jesus, the more we walk in the spirit and the less and less we actually want the things of the world and the input of the world. And it will start becoming just not so important to us. And that's a beautiful thing. That's a beautiful change that's happening inside our hearts. So let me talk about the first part here where we don't necessarily want to change our input. We, What if we don't even want to let go of consuming it? We want that worldly input and it's possibly harming us. And what if we don't even realize we're doing it to ourselves? The first step to any kind of change is to just become aware of what you're doing, to actually realize what you're consuming, and, you know, just get real between you and God and lay it all out before Him and say, Lord, what am I consuming? What shows am I watching? What music am I listening to? What podcasts do I play regularly? And I would just hold it with an open hand between you and God. Have the chance to surrender it to Him and say, examine me. Examine my heart and let me know if any of this is making me go further away from you. I think it's important to note here that God will give different convictions to different people. And chances are he is revealing something to you that is totally different than what he's convicting someone else of. So this is not an excuse really to point a finger at someone and to judge someone else for their choices. This is more between you and God, your decisions, your input between you and him. Romans 14 has a lot of good thoughts on this and advice for how to handle this, but I just want to read you a little bit of it. Paul is talking about um, the things that we eat and how some believers were confused and frustrated because some were eating certain foods and others were eating things that were considered unclean, um, so there was confusion there. And he was answering the question of, Is it right to live in the freedom of Christ and to not worry about what we're eating, or should you simply not eat it at all? Romans 14.13 says, Therefore, let us not pass judgment on one another any longer, 
but rather decide not to put a stumbling block or hindrance in the way of a brother. I know and am persuaded in the Lord Jesus that nothing is unclean in itself, but it is unclean for anyone who thinks it is unclean. So it really matters what's going on in your heart, right? In your mind. It says, for if your brother is grieved by what you eat, you are no longer walking in love. But what, by what you eat, do not destroy the one for whom Christ died. In everything you do, in everything I do, we need to walk by the Spirit. So if you're looking around you and saying, well, this person watches this or listens to this or she does this and seems fine with it, your focus is really in the wrong place. Only you and God can decide together what is okay for you personally to watch or consume or listen to. So how do we become more aware? How do we start the process of filtering what comes into our head? This is simple, but it's hard to do because it can be kind of annoying. <laughs> but just track your time. Take a day or two to notice what you're consuming and how much of it. Notice, am I consuming these things when I'm stressed or when I want to escape or when I need a break? And there's nothing wrong with taking a break in and of itself. But what you do with your time and how excessive the consumption of those things can be is where the danger zone happens. And you also want to ask yourself, is this helping my soul or is this damaging my soul? One thing I had to give up was any consumption of the news. And that, that was an input that I realized was really harming me. You know, during the pandemic, during COVID, I didn't listen to the news at all because I knew that it would draw me further away from Christ. I knew that if I allowed that input, my heart would be prone to fear and worry and thinking about worst case scenarios. So I had to cut it out. What else is harmful for us? Something like watching a show where everyone on it has perfect bodies and perfect makeup, perfect attitudes. This is not reality, right? That can cause discontent in our hearts. It can cause body image issues. It can cause a wrong view of ourselves and how we fall short of perfection, which is reality, right? But on this show, it looks like everybody is perfect. What about our social media feeds? Do we curate who we follow? Do we focus on the people that build us up, the people who strengthen our faith, the people who cause us to grow closer to Christ? I had to unfollow a lot of different accounts, a lot of them being home design accounts, because I was always looking at what I didn't have. I was always looking at how to improve my home and change it and buy the next thing. And I was never content with what I had, with the home I had, when I had this beautiful home right in front of me. Friends, this is a slippery slope, and we don't even realize we are doing it to ourselves, do we? But the good news is we have an advocate who fights for us. Jeremiah 17.10 says, I, the Lord, search the heart and test the mind to give every man according to his ways, according to the fruit of his deeds. God is actively searching us. He's searching our hearts. He has the power and the knowledge and the wisdom to decipher what is going on inside of us. And we don't have that power. Only he does. So it's wise for us to invite him in and to ask him to speak to us and reveal to us and show us what is causing us to stumble. And when we surrender that to him, we can finally be free from the burden of trying to figure it all out, trying to have all the answers. We can trust that he will guide us. And the beautiful thing that happens 
is eventually you stop wanting those things. You stop wanting the things of the world. You lose interest in them. You let go fully and you don't even crave it anymore. I can think of some shows that I used to love like I couldn't even record them. I had to actually watch them live so I wouldn't miss anything and I had to see it all in real time. That's how much I needed and was almost addicted to these shows. And now I don't even have the slightest desire to watch them anymore. God has the power to change your heart like that. He has the power to take things away like that. And it all comes down to love. Loving Him, desiring Him, resting in Him. It all yields this letting go of the world and clinging to Him, clinging to Christ. And you will look back and say, wow, this is beautiful. This growth in me is beautiful. Okay, so now that we've talked about getting rid of inputs that harm us, what about good inputs? What should we be putting in our soul that's actually good? Here, um, Philippians 4 immediately came to my mind, focusing on whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable. If anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. This is our guide. And so this is how we ask the question, should I watch or listen or be involved in this conversation or around these people? And you can go back to Philippians 4. You know, sometimes we will be in situations where we are caught off guard and have to be around people or things that don't fall into this category. But for the most part, we can choose who we spend our free time with. We choose our friends and we choose the people we pour into. We choose the kind of people we have conversations with. We choose what podcasts we listen to. Uh, we choose what websites we visit. We choose the music we listen to. We have a lot of choices. We have a lot of power in deciding what actually comes into our mind. A huge shift in my mental health happened when I stopped listening to pop music and started playing worship music all the time. At that point, my soul craved it. I was in a really dark place, and I needed those words sung over me. I needed worship. And today, I still need it. I still need God's guidance in those words. And I believe he has put it on the hearts of these songwriters, these worship leaders, to write in such a way that it touches my own heart and it touches your heart. And I appreciate that. I appreciate the thoughtfulness that goes into the words that they write. And I'm not listening to something that's empty and something that makes me feel less than or something that even objectifies women. I mean, all the kind of song lyrics that I have from those years, they're, they're in my head now and I can't get them out. But the stuff that I choose now to put in my mind reminds me that I am not objectified, that I am fearfully and wonderfully made, that God loves me, that I have power and strength in Him. These are things that I am reminded through song, and that's a gift. Good inputs are a way for you to think more about the Lord and to spend more time talking to Him, to grow in the knowledge of His Word. Maybe it's just something as simple as, you know, hey, I'm going to replace one hour of Netflix for this one hour of a Christian podcast. You know, maybe I can try to make just one change, one thing, and just see how you feel. See how your spirit responds to that new input. In all of this, in all of what you consume and put in your spirit, you can always ask, how does my soul feel? How does my heart and mind feel after listening to or watching this or being around this person? How do I feel? 
and that will be a good gauge of whether this is good input or bad input. Friend, I believe there is no greater input than the Bible. God's word is active, it is living, it is sharper than a two-edged sword, but it is also comforting. It is a big hug when you need it the most. When my mental health is suffering, I always have to ask, have I been reading my Bible? Have I spent time with Jesus? So my sweet friend, I know I've given you a lot to think about today, and I hope I didn't overwhelm you. But I do think this stuff matters. I think our input really matters. I want you to feel God's presence in your everyday life. I want you to hear his gentle whisper and gentle conviction on your heart as you listen to a message or a song. I want you to feel that because being close to him and being near him changes everything in your life. It has the power to change your mental health. It has the power to change you. Let me pray for us, friends. Heavenly Father, what a important topic today. My heart has felt heavy thinking about talking about this because I know it's hard words for people to hear. And Lord, I pray that it would just go to the right ears and that whoever's listening to this would understand that their input does matter, what they're putting into their soul, what they're watching, what they're consuming, what their ears are listening to, what their mind is listening to. It could be lies from the enemy. It could be you know, deceptive tactics that he uses to tear us down and to tear our emotions down and our mind down. And Lord, we have been given the power by your spirit to fight against that and to change what the input is into our soul. And so I pray that we can take an honest look this week and look at what are we putting into our souls? What is going into our mind and how can we change that? And how can we become just closer to you by the things that we choose to put in and the people we are around and the conversations we have and the songs we listen to, Lord, it all matters. It all matters so much. And I just thank you that you have changed my heart and that you've helped me to let go of things. And I pray that if the other person on the other side of this podcast is thinking about letting something go, but feels afraid that you would give them the courage to do that, to let it go and to rest in your goodness and to replace it with something great in your name. Amen. All right, my friends, that is it for today. I appreciate you being here with me today, and I will link the membership site below if you want more encouragement. Every week I send encouragement. Every week through my membership site, it goes to your email. So I will put the link for that below. Thank you, friends. I'll talk to you next time.